Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 61. Let's talk about rest and recovery. Now, this topic came up because I recently did a whole training inside the Winter Reboot program where we talked all about rest and recovery, why it's so important, how to integrate it into your training schedule, the whole nine yards. And that was like a whole hour-long presentation slash discussion, so we're not going to get into all of that here. But I want to touch on a few key points from that training here on the podcast because rest and recovery are so important and they are so often overlooked or undervalued. So we're going to talk about three key areas, but first I want to preface this whole thing, okay, before we just dive right in. I want to preface the whole thing by saying that rest and recovery should be a daily habit or routine, not something that you do only when the alarm bells are going off and you're in dire need, okay? Which is what most of us do, (laughs) okay? And I'm also guilty of this. And so this is why, you know, I keep talking about all of these things. Um, You guys should just assume that I'm giving myself a reminder here as well, all right? So I fully get why we all charge so hard, right? We've got these big goals. We want to accomplish them. We want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to be prepared for our upcoming race, whether that's a 5k or 500k. Um, but oftentimes we just overlook this whole rest component. It's like this, um, meme or shirt. I can't remember which it was that I had seen a long time ago. It asks the question, how do you want to show up on your deathbed? And sorry, I know that just took like a really dark turn, but I promise this is completely relevant. So the shirt basically said something to the effect of how do you want to show up on your deathbed? Um, and just as an FYI, I'm going to butcher this whole analogy, but you'll see why it's, why it, why I'm talking about it in a second. So how do you want to show up there like in pristine condition, no bumps or bruises, fully rested and like essentially bubble wrapped? Those are, that's far more words than what the shirt used. Or do you want to arrive sort of like screaming in on the back of a Harley, hair ablaze, slamming shots of vodka and like bruised all over, right? Which would you rather? The The point of the shirt or this meme was that like illustrating that the first way you haven't really lived life at all. You've just sort of been bubble wrapped. And the second illustrating that you've literally squeezed every last ounce of life out of your life. And I think the latter is the state that most people, most runners have to get to before they'll even consider taking a breather, right? Like, and I want to let you in on a little secret. That's not a sustainable strategy. You probably already know that, but you probably just keep repeating the pattern because you don't really know any other way. But that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So my hope is that by listening to this, you'll be able to develop a more regular rest and recovery plan. Okay. So no more bad analogies. Let's just (laughs) jump right into this. All right. So like I said, we're going to kind of talk about three key buckets. And the first place that I want you to investigate So this is sort of about like investigating where your stressors are in terms of where you need to um, put more rest and recovery. The first place is investigating your environmental stress. And I don't just mean like where you live in the world, like the trees and the, the, the stuff that's outside. No, I mean what's happening in your everyday environment. 
So rest and recovery isn't just relegated to what you do as part of your training. We all have stress that comes from different parts of our lives, home, relationship, work, family, friends, etc. And we need to make a dedicated effort to reduce our overall stress in order to get ample rest and recovery. Now, I'm just going to preface this whole thing. I am not an expert on this topic in terms of like reducing your home stress, your work stress, your family stress, like right? I just want you to be more of an investigator and take a step back and look at these things and be like, oh, actually, this relationship that I have with this family member isn't really helping. What can I do to make it better? Okay. That's really what I just, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a therapist. I don't possess the skills to, to guide you in that way. But I just know that for me, when I started to take a step back and look at all of these places, I was seeing, well, actually, you know, There's a whole separate story that I could tell you about quitting a job in Arizona and how much stress that reduced out of my life, but maybe we'll talk about that later. But like when I did that, well, first, like the quitting of the job was one of the most stressful things I've ever done. But then the second it happened, it was like, oh, well, everything is so much better. And so that's kind of what I want you to start to investigate. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to be easy, but I do think that all of our worlds would be better if we started to investigate stress and see what we could do to mitigate it. Okay. So just take a look at your environment, your home, your work, your relationships, like everything. What could we start to improve on a, like a really simple, low level effort type of way? Like just start super small, right? Remember the last episode, keep it simple consistently, but start small. All right. The second place that I want you to investigate is your training plan. (laughs) Seems like I can't go more than, I don't know, four episodes without talking about a training plan, but it's very on brand for me. So we're going to just keep going with it. Um, So, you know, having a good training plan is really the start of baking rest and recovery into your uh, everyday existence. Okay. And it starts with having recovery weeks programmed into the plan at regular intervals, sort of obeying the up down schedule on the training plan. If you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, go back to episode four. That's all about how to write a good training plan. There's a PDF that you can download that will talk about up down. So up meaning you are increasing in mileage and down meaning you're having a decrease in mileage and that is your recovery uh, period. All right. The other thing that's kind of like a subcategory of this is what we tend to do with our run training is we just sort of make everything the same, i.e. we're not going hard enough on the hard days and easy enough on the easy days. So everything is just sort of meh, like in the middle sort of blah. This is why you're not seeing progress. This is why, you know, things are getting boring. This is how we end up with overuse injuries when there's no differentiation and everything is just sort of the same. It doesn't do you any good. Okay. And I also just want to say that the work rest ratio isn't always one to one, meaning that for every up week, there will be an immediate down week to follow. You'll see plans that have two up, one down, three up, one down, or even longer blocks of maybe four or five up and one or two down, depending on the focus of that training block. My advice would be to just stick with a consistent schedule of up down because it's easier to manage from a scheduling like personal life 
perspective than highly fluctuating schedules. And especially if you're sort of new to ultras or trail running, just stick with a simple one. If you're really, really new, one up, one down. If you've been in the game a little bit longer, two up, one down. If you really have been in for a while, you could get away with three up, one down. Um, But there is no one right or wrong way. We just have to test and see what happens. Okay. So I guess the whole point of this, this one is if your plan just has you consistently building from start to finish, that's a red flag. Okay. There is not enough rest and recovery built into that um, at the fundamental level. And so that's where you got to start with the good training plan. Okay. The third place I want you to start to investigate is your everyday schedule and routine. So this is a little bit different from number one, which was like environmental stressors. This one is every day. What are you doing on a day in day out basis? Now you guys know that I'm not a fan of hacking anything, but there are some really simple things that you can do every single day to keep your stress levels low and sort of hack hate that word, hack some rest and recovery (laughs) into your schedule. Okay. So the first one is to um, get some high quality nutrition and hydration. This is the first step to giving your body the basic building blocks of what it needs to repair the damage, air quotes, damage that you've done to the tissues by training in the first place. Shit in, shit out. (laughs) Okay. So like, I'm like every day you should really be trying to get the best quality food that you can. I get that we run a lot and that we want pizza and beer and that's okay, but that should not be the norm. Okay. Like nobody's perfect, myself included, but we really should just strive to get the best nutrition and drink a lot of water and have some hydration mixes in there too, to make sure our electrolyte balance are on point. All right. So just think high quality nutrition, high quality hydration, wherever you can. The set, the next sort of everyday strategy is getting sufficient, like ample and the highest quality sleep you can. So if you go back, Oh darn, what episode is it? Um, where I brought my friend Risa on to talk about sleep. Hold, please. It is episode 47. Look at that, real time. If you go back to episode 47 and and listen to Get More Sleep with Risa Gabrielle, she's going to talk about all sorts of things that you can do to hack more sleep or better sleep into your daily routine, okay? She, you guys should be practicing those things, that she teaches in there, right? So go back and listen to that. Um, One of those things is napping. One of those things is like, you know, breathing and mindfulness and meditation and just like closing your eyes for a few minutes every afternoon, removing your distractions for that period of time, doing legs up the wall or just going, laying down or just sitting down for crying out loud and make that a regular habit And that will, your body will start to adjust to that and view that as a rest period and will take full advantage of it. You could do a guided meditation with an app. You could just breathe, uh, like just sit there and breathe is highly restorative despite what you might think. So getting sufficient and high quality sleep 
is really, really important. So figure out a way to make that happen, whether you have to, you know, ditch your phone and get an alarm clock. That was one of the things that Risa talked about. Ditching your phone 30 minutes prior to going to bed. That's another thing she talked about. Like, how can you make your sleep better? Quit binge watching Netflix and go to bed, right? Read instead or do, you know, start to make these small changes. And they're not necessarily going to be fun or easy right at first, but the net payout is going to be what you're really looking for. All right. Another way um, to get more uh, rest and recovery into your days is a shakedown. I don't think I could also go like too many episodes without talking about the shakedown either, but I digress. Shakedowns. So shakedown is a great way to wake up. It's a great way to wind down. You can use it as a way to reduce stress through movement. Like, you know, think about all the ways or reasons why people just dance. It just feels good to move and it's a way to sort of vent frustration and stress through movement. The shakedowns or, you know, mobility practices in general are great ways to keep the muscles and joints well lubricated. And that also on a very simple level helps to reduce your stress. Like if you move better, you're just, your overall stress is reduced. Okay. So there are a million more, there are like a million other ways that you can start to bring more rest and recovery into your schedule. But I want you guys to start with these. They're super simple. They're not necessarily easy, but they're simple, okay? So like looking at your environment, seeing what's going on, where's the stress coming at you from? Can you adjust your training plan to maybe at the very fundamental level, have more rest built in so that you're like forced, that you can't just always be building, that you have to take some time down and recover from what you've been doing. And then having a look at like what's going on every day. How are you eating? How are you sleeping? Do you have some sort of a rest practice, whether that's meditation or just breathing or just, you know, going horizontal for like a couple minutes in the afternoon to take a break? And are you doing your daily shakedowns? Like that in and of itself is a perfect rest and recovery plan. If you did nothing else, but all of the things that we talked about here, you would be a gangster. Like that would be amazing. So if you're constantly feeling like that person that I described at the beginning, screaming through life with your hair on fire, right? I would make it a priority to start incorporating some of these strategies ASAP. Okay. Start here, keep it simple and work up from there. Okay. So next week, we're going to talk about um, Tahoe 200 training, and I'll give you guys kind of a long form update on how things are going, what I'm doing, the planning, the logistics, the whole nine yards. So a bunch of you guys have been asking about that, and I've been sharing it a little bit over on Instagram with my countdown. If you listened to um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the importance of a countdown, and I see some of you guys are doing it. So congrats. That's awesome. And actually on Monday, February 7th, I'm going to do a live mobility session for runners on Instagram, a live stream at noon uh, Eastern time. So come and join me. So if you're not following me already, I'm at find your ultra and you're going to want to wear something comfy so that you can move and maybe clear a little space and we'll like shake things out. And I also just want to mention that this is the first official week of the Run Your First 50K program, and I am so pumped for this group. All the women in there are total badasses. So if you missed out on this first round, you can go to runyourfirst50k.com and apply for the next one in April. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. 
Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,